Hello there. You're listening to Shay's Bills Podcast. And here's your host, Shilano. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Of course, it's Shalan. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? Um, so this week's episode, I had noticed this story. And I've, heard, I've heard about this before. And um, I was like really intrigued about this story. And I saw in a bookshop a book about this. So um, after this podcast, I'm probably going to be buying this book. But this is the story of the tragic death of Bridget Cleary. Um, so with that as all, um, there will be talk of burnings, witches, fairies, and Irish history that basically shows these people really believed all in this stuff. Um and now to this day, like 21st century, we're still in 21st century, we're not in 22nd yet, but um, conspiracy theories and all that were made back then as well. Uh, but this is the story. I hope you enjoy it. Sit back, relax, and hope you don't get scared or appalled. Well, you probably will. I was. <laughs> What if you were told that your body was apparently taken over by a fairy and you are not you? Well, this is the story of the tragic murder of Bridget Cleary. Bridget Cleary, uh, forename was Boland, was born on the 19th of February in 1869 in Valley in County Tipperary in Ireland. Bridget was independent, grew up keeping up her own flock of chickens and sold eggs to neighbours. Somewhat for that year and location, she was a professional woman. She obtained a Singer sewing machine, state of the art at the time, and was variously described as a dressmaker and a miller. Bridget married Michael Cleary on the 6th of August in 1887 in a Roman Catholic church in Drangan. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. The couple met earlier that month in Clamel. He was working as a cooper, copper, as she served a dressmaker apprentice. Many neighbours considered Michael and Bridget's marriage a happy one. Despite they were married for eight years. The couple had no children by the time of Bridget's death. Uh, Bridget was returned to her townland, townland, sorry, of Ballyvadley. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> um, to live with her parents, um, while Michael continued to work as a copper in Clamell. Uh, during the time, the period of living apart, as well as that, her parents were elderly at the time so she was taking care of him as well so ireland is full of well-known destinations and heritage sites in fact this island is so full of heritage that a lot of it's tucked away and forgotten by all those local to the area one of the great irish gifts and joys of traveling around the countryside is spotting neglected ruined abbey or a holy well or other sites the most magical find is, of course, a fairy ring. 
Now, if you're living in Ireland in the 17th century and 18th century, you would have believed that the fairy rings or forts would be dangerous. What is a fairy fort? It is a ring of stones and remains of ancient structure that is long gone. While humans might have built the original structure, fairies took over them when the forts became neglected by the people. The forts remained dotted around rural Ireland and usually on private property. This means there are two dangers in trying to visit them. One, worldly, the other world, property owners and their livestock have strong feelings about strangers appearing and opening their gates. While a property owner might sternly order you fake off, basically, the land, uh, a bull is more likely to simply charge at you and they're simply fast. The second danger is more sinister, the fairies themselves. Now, they're usually more honorable, uh, respectful visitors um, that would just look around and go away and don't touch it. They were extract to their revenge and you could wind up returning home when entirely the wrong sort of Irish gifts, a fairy curse. Now, some people believe that all fairies are eager to curse any human who approaches, but quiet visitors who do not disturb the forts or suffer no unfortunate consequences. One point of clarification, fairy forts should not be confused with fairy rings. Although both may be approached with caution, while fairy forts are ruins of stone ring forts, fairy rings are fungus. They consist of circle of dead grass or mushrooms, poisonous mushrooms. Fairy forts are wonderful spots for polite visitors to respectfully visit the fairy homes, while the fairy rings are best avoided. So, while Bridget was taking a walk to deliver eggs in a area called Kyle Na Graham, I totally butchered it. <laughs> Sorry. The site of a fairy wing, according to local folklore, Bridget had caught a chill. And apparently she did walk by it or through it. Now, if she was a local, she would have clearly known to avoid it, right? Um... Her house was often occupied by smashing of neighbours, relatives, and many of them who become embroiled in Michael Cleary's growing belief in a supernatural basis for his wife's sickness. Uh, now, when she came home, she had definitely been sick for several days. To this day, its diagnosis was a bronchitis, but at the time, they didn't know what it was. She was pale, she was sweating, she just didn't look herself. So, like, when you're normally, when you feel sick, right? Under a watchful eye of her husband, Michael, kept watch. By Thursday, the 14th of March, on 1895, he also sent for herbs, a gleaned from a witch doctor type named Dennis Ganey, by the stage name at the time. Michael Cleary uh, was gripped by the belief that his wife was a malvorant fairy changeling when Joy Joanna, who is Joanna Burke, who is her cousin to Bridget, um, went to visit her. When she came into the house, she was found to see Bridget was held down, force fed with a concoction of herbs and milk. Now, at the time, fairies, apparently, if anyone was a changeling, um, people thought that when the person had the fairy in them, the fairies loved milk and they needed to consume a lot of milk. So at the time, Michael thought she asked for milk 
something's wrong with her. <laughs> um, so the, the men who were there at the house happened to be Joanna's brothers, an elderly neighbour called John Dunn and Bridget's own husband. Michael had asked, are you Bridget Boland, the wife of Michael Cleary, in the name of God? Bridget answered twice, but she refused to answer the third time. She was hauled up and held in a sitting position over a slow burning embers of the kitchen fire. Bridget seemed wild and deranged, and especially while they were so treating her, according to a report, that she eventually responded, I am Bridget Boland, a daughter of Pat Boland and the name of God, referring her maiden name. Now, when they were doing these tests, apparently they would believe that if you put them over near fire or anything like that, uh, it would get the fairies away or take them out of the body, you know, whatever that means. Yeah. I wouldn't believe that. On March 15th, Bridget clearly was burned to death by her husband and family members who claimed that they were done to forces the fairies to return Cleary, whom the family believed had stolen and replaced the changeling. Quotations. When she did not answer the third time, he forced her to eat the third bit, saying, you won't take it down, you will go down. Or go. According to Joanna in her statement at court. Uh, he threw her to the ground and mounted her with a knee to her chest and hand on her throat saying swallow. If it's down, it's down. He grabbed a hot stick from the fire and held it close to her mouth. Finally, he stripped her naked um, and doused her in a lamp of number O. Lamp oil all over her body. Ow. Yeah, I can feel that. Uh, saying, this is not my wife. Michael reportedly said while she was being burned. I am not going to keep an old witch in this place of my wife, so I will go back to my wife. He referring to the traditional excitations of once when a changeling died. Uh, the adopted loved one will return riding a white horse. It is not British. I am burning, Cleary said to Joanne. You will soon see her come. Go up to the chimney. Now, she was burned on the heart. The house was full of smoke. It smelled, Joanna said uh, in her testimony in the court case. While I looked down to the kitchen, I saw the remains of British on the floor lying on a sheet. Pat Kennedy clearly helped carry the body from the house. Um, Bridget's body was then later discovered in a shadow grave by 10 people at the time, which in the house were, well, all of that happened. All 10 people were arrested. When Bridget died, burnt to death by her own husband, she was only 26. The case was widely covered, with the story reaching London and across the Atlantic, according to Angela Burke, the Tories paper treated it as a father, fodder, fodder, F-O-D-D-E-R, fodder, for reinforcing in the idea of the barbarism of rural Ireland. Ireland, not Ireland, Ireland, while papers at home were quick distanced themselves from the act. Charging the jury, Mr. Justice O'Brien said the most extraordinary case demonstrated a degree of darkness in the mind, not just for one person, but several. A moral darkness, even religious darkness, the disclosure of which comes with the surprise of many persons. The charge against Clare was dropped from the murder to manslaughter. He was convicted and sentenced to 20 years 
in prison. I, they gave me a different word, but I said prison. Uh, several others who were convicted for wounding British Joanna Four Brothers and her mother Mary. Oh my God, her whole, her oh my God, a whole family was there. Like mother and father, uh, her own mother, Bridget's mother. Um, sorry, wounding brother Joanna's four brothers and mother Mary, Bridget's father, God, and neighbor John Dunn were um sentenced, except Mary. Received a sentence ranging from six months to five years of prison. Jeez. Um, with Bridget's death, she was last witch burning in the country of Ireland. Along with that, Tipperary at the time, which I didn't notice either, was the current time in the 18th century, was the most violent county in Ireland. All women who were burned, apparently being witches in Ireland, were intelligent and highly independent. Um... Today's scholars, which still wonder that Michael was driven by belief of the fairies taken by Bridget, or he just believed mental health-wise, they were saying that it could be that he was suffering a condition called a cap gas no cap grass syndrome, which is described in 1923, but essentially a disorder of delusion and misidentification says someone who uh, was a psychiatrist at the time. Uh, the nature of the delusion can be coloured by cultural context of the time, whether the fairies in late 19th century of Ireland or alien abduction in the 21st. That's crazy, because that's... Yeah. Uh, I don't... Like, uh, there is a book you can read. It's called The Burning of Bridget Clary. That's the book I was mentioning at the start of the episode, uh, written by Angela Burke, uh, it was released in 6th of July 2006. Um, that's the book. From what I didn't know it was 2006. I thought it was recent enough. But that will be the book. Um, i just looking at a photo of the husband right now. He looks... I'm not going to... like. I don't... He just the, the photo they have of him in prison. His hands is up to his chest. Um, he looks very eerie, like he's looking dead on to the camera, and like there, it just doesn't look like a normal man. It, it just looks like there's dead behind those eyes. It like you could tell he murdered her. Um, the cottage is still there. Um. The cottage that they were both living is still there. Um, there's people living in it. Um, now, about... I don't really know much about the Irish witchcraft. Um, kind of seen... Um, you know, obviously Salem was the original place. And we've always heard about burnings of... Um, of um, witches in Salem. And there's so many programs out there. Um, but that's... That's the last one. Um, I don't know if I believe. I kind of believe it's supernatural. But. At the same time I don't. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, Ring forts. I think I've seen them before. I've never gone near them. Obviously nude stories. Don't go near them. Um, Actually in my own county. I don't know if there's many. Um, I'm going to have a look. Irish ring. No. Irish fairy forts. In Cork, 
Um, I wouldn't say there would be many because our, our land would be fairly... I don't know. To be honest, would there? I'd say more in the middle lands, to be fair, I think. Because um, they would be more earthy. And obviously, I wouldn't count... Yeah, no, I was going to say something else. I was, I'm not going to say because I would misread history there and believe don't believe me um and i'm just rambling now honestly i'm sorry um i hope you enjoyed the episode thanks for listening um i feel really bad about bridget this is terrible um she didn't serve to die absolutely not i these mad people crazy um but yeah thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode i will see you on the next one um it's gonna be another true crime this is obviously a short one it's an irish history one um that's not really covered much so if you want to read more articles about this um obviously i just mean mini like coverage of it but like there's more reading to it i will drop the five articles i had had a scans on of british uh down below in the about episode just click on the episode it will come up on the texting there so yeah anyway thanks for listening i'll see you guys all soon have a lovely day take your day take your breath just we'll get through this we'll get through this i'll see you then thanks for listening to shay's podcast make sure to follow shay spills podcast on twitter and instagram at shay spills pod and shay spills podcast and check out chilano on your socials at chilano <laughs>